Midnight light. All right. Wow. What a holiday. Yeah. I love Christmas. Yeah, me too. And the solstice. Yeah. It's one of those years where Hanukkah also falls on Christmas Day. The last day of Hanukkah falls on Christmas Day as well. All right. The convergence is occurring. Yeah, I really just love the whole spiritual vibe of this. That sounded garbled to me. Could you say that again? I love the whole spiritual vibe of this time of the season. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I noticed it was a little funk kind of creeping in. And then on the 21st, I started to feel this glimmer. It's kind of like, and then yesterday it kind of went back, got a little funky again. But then there was something in the morning that was like... And I started to feel alive and happy and this sense of uh, purpose and wonder and gratitude. That's very cool. It's very cool. That, like, I think that's kind of part of the whole spiritual vibe is working through the funk. Well, not that. Maybe that's not the right word. Working through that shadow, that dark, depressed, cold, bitter. Finding the light within Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeing if you can turn up the um, dial a little bit. Share it. Yeah. 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 And uh, especially with uh, the weather, the way it was Thursday night and Friday night, like, oh, my goodness. When I think about all the people that are just freezing cold and can't go out, no last minute Christmas shopping. You know, there were thousands of flights canceled. People were like, well, we're either going to spend the the time trying to get there and by Christmas and sitting in airports and God knows where else, or we're going to just decide to pivot and stay home after we made all those plans. And, uh, you know, that reminds me of planes, trains, and automobiles, which, you know, everyone talks about Christmas movies and there's the big debate if Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not. It's not a debate. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> not if you ask me. So where do you fall? Yes. All right. <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles, like the sentiment of that story is so Christmassy, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like someone absolute at their limits <laughs> and then just finding the joy and the light inside another being one well, and, and how there's this element of having to go through the crucible of their own limits of of you know 
banging up against their own discomfort and their own judgment and their own resentment and their own stress until something gives way. And then what's left, what's there underneath all that. Yeah. And that's the miracle of human, of human being, of heart centered human being. I think so. And uh, I was yeah, meditating so. on that a couple of days ago of um, like everything is it's in me naturally to heal all the stuff, the anger, the grief, the pity, the lack of money, my own physical health, like the light to heal that, the, the healing is available. It's there and it's natural. I agree. It's the context of, you know, when you look at our bodies and if we just give them the basic things it needs, then it's capable of generating life. <laughs> like it's amazing when we think about it, Yeah, you know, and, um, we're like a, a body of people together. Like we're all cells of this great human experience. And so if we're generative enough and generous with each other, we can feel the light. We can feel the literally light. Like there's photons and things being released that are energetically bright and light. Have you ever uh, celebrated boxing day? Like you ever well, been one of the great, great experiences of Mill Valley was that every year a guy named Austin alone, one of the great keyboardists, he's played with so many amazing bands, Elvis Costello, you know, Bill Kirchin, Commander Cody, like just tons of, of amazing musicians. He was for a long time. He was the um, conductor and musical leader of the Bay Area Music Awards, too which is, you know, but anyway, he's celebrated boxing day at the Sweetwater every year and, and through a party on the day after Christmas. And, um, one of the things about attending that was there were years when I was living in Mill Valley and I was, you know, basically I was either a dishwasher or watch or working at Seven Eleven, and I didn't always <clears throat> have the wherewithal to go anywhere, like to be with my mom or my grandparents, you know, maybe I'd get there on Christmas, but coming back on Monday and having a place to go when, you know, I could barely afford a pint <laughs> and there was, you know, that good humor and camaraderie. And in those days it was much more a working class town than it is today, but it's still got that basic idea. Boxing day at the Sweetwater is the way I remember it. And, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what the roots of it are in terms of British culture. Um, but I know it's a lonely day in the Royal family today because of course the queen is no longer with us. So it's bittersweet in many families on Christmas uh, right now, you know, when people have, have passed into the great beyond <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what comes up for me as I was thinking about talking to you this morning was the sense of, of wonder and gratitude at being able to, to look beyond the circumstances of, you know, my challenges and to live into the recognition of, you know, the light, the bigger picture. Um, and harnessing that attitude t 
towards being one of the cells that generates, you know, happiness for people starting with myself. Yeah. And I think that's why Christmas cookies are so important. Huh. <laughs> they're are you a little bit some? of happiness. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're a little bit of happiness. You could just pop one in your mouth and you get just a little sugar rush. And, you know, yeah. as far as yeah. sins go, Christmas cookies are pretty low on the list. Yeah, Christmas treats. My sister is traditionally makes homemade cinnamon rolls and has trays and trays of them that she sends home with people. And uh, I've noticed that my children and I have come to count on that tradition. <laughs> we expect to be going home tomorrow night with fresh cinnamon rolls for Christmas morning. Yeah, it's funny how our ideas of gifts turn into expectations. And that's one of the things that I notice about uh, Christmas is there's a lot of stress around it too. People yeah. really get stressed out. Like there's, they're trying to meet their own expectations. They're trying to meet the expectations of the people they're in relationships with. And I remember not fondly, I owned disappointments as a kid sitting around the Christmas tree, you know, like not getting that thing and realizing how silly that was. And then, you know, there were years when we had a lot of abundance, especially when we went to my grandparents' house. And then there were years where it was like, it was, I knew my mom had no money. I knew my dad had no money. And I, you know, it was like somehow we managed to get a Christmas tree and get it decorated. And there were presents there. And um, in a kind of a context of feeling deprivation, that expectation becomes even more important that something be there so that something that it's not just bleakness. Right. Well, yeah. But the, you know, for me, part of the Christmas vibe is the story of the Grinch and how he took all that away from the whole Whoville took their feast, every present, every stocking, every decoration gone. And they still turned up in the town square and sang their hearts out joyfully. It yeah. was just, and and I think like that's the, um, you know, that was the magic, for lack of a better word, that grew his heart three times that day. <laughs> just imagine how much happier they would have been if he hadn't stolen all their shit. Well, I don't see. I don't think they would have been happier. <laughs> right. I get that. I get that about you. <laughs> <laughs> you learn to be happy with nothing when you pull. <laughs> yeah. And um, poor in material does not mean poor in spirit. And I think that's the kind of the kernel the diamond underneath that's all it. of these holidays. Right. Is this idea of bringing forth good cheer peace on earth goodwill towards all yeah you know and that starts here it starts i'm pointing at my chest for those of you who aren't watching that's where the fire burns right you know exactly. um, and it does seem it it's kindled by sharing it yes yeah. absolutely company is the key right yeah and telling stories like imagine being 
there were some boho celebrations there where where there wasn't a lot of well there was it was like a little odd because it wasn't family and we were there on christmas i don't think i spent a christmas at the boho house or whatever but it, around that time there would be these like let's gather together we'll get the bottles of wine we'll gather up some food and some weed and we'll sit around and we'll laugh and we'll tell stories and it you know the fact that we don't necessarily this or these are those those of us who do have families to go to and those of us who don't it didn't really matter at that in that in those moments because we were our families for each other yeah one of i think the lowest christmas i ever had was with sid at the um east blythe house and we had been invited to people's houses but we didn't go and it was just him and i and we were eating cold beans out of a can you know each with a can and a fork and we're like merry goddamn christmas (laughs) and i just swore like i would never do that again i would never find myself with invitations and alone on christmas yeah there's something about choosing to cultivate that grinchiness that that low vibration that that darkness yeah and um i sort of you know i see that instead like he would tend to issue and poo poo things like that as um and then he would grin at the same time right yeah it's interesting because a lot of the um people who i hear talk about said they talk of how warm he was but people who lived with him talked about what an asshole he could be and what how dark and i know one of the challenges was when he was really binging the last few years he'd get really poisonous and just take it out on people he was living with. Right. And that's kind of what that whole, that old Christmas Carol story is about. It's about Ebenezer Scrooge and how he's fallen into this stain for humanity and how, you know, in the darkness of sleep in the winter, he comes to know another aspect of himself, which recognizes you know, the goods of Christmas past and present and then the future. And I think that fable is really good because it, it inspires even, you know, it inspires people who have plenty and withhold it, but it also inspires people of what the true richness is. Yeah. I love when um, Marley first comes to him and, Scrooge says, but you were always a good man of business. And he, Marley's all business. Mankind was my business. You know, and like, yeah, that's really what it's about. Say more about that. What, what, what is that? How does that work for you? So that speaks to how, yes, presents and decorations and food and, you know, but, those are all material things and they should be a byproduct of the business of joyfully interacting with people, helping a person that you see needs help, 
sharing a smile and continually looking within for that light and joy de vere. I remember being young, a boy, and how the holiday was always about what I was going to get. And slowly over time, in my late teens and early 20s, it became, what, what do I have to give? And I started to realize how that really makes it for me more than the getting. And don't get me wrong. I'm like still hoping for some kind of, you know, <laughs> nice little thing under the tree. <laughs> but, but I've already like experienced a, a lot of vibrance and excitement and joy. Um, having produced the Christmas song that we played the other day and, then also, you know, being generous with my time, energy, and attention. Yeah, you were caring for the ill. Yeah, it's 2022, the year of the COVID Christmas, almost. So, yeah. <laughs> Someone got it two weeks beforehand, just long enough to get well, just in time for Christmas That's, Eve. So, Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope that hospitals are far away from us this Christmas. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because, of course, last year on Christmas, my brain shut down for eight hours. I completely lost my memory. (laughs) Has any of that come back at all? Well, I know. I don't remember the day at all. They say I never will. Nothing came back from that. No. What's come of it is a, a remembrance of that being a reset an opportunity to see life through a different lens and then also of letting go of my stresses and then um, kind of a recognition of how fleeting things could be. Like how many more Christmases do I get? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Who knows? Right. And um, it's, it's amazing to, to be given the gift of a scare like that and to come through it whole. Right. I just lost a few hours and I, um, to bear witness to the way my partner, Kathy immediately stepped in to be there for me. And, and, you know, that's tremendous. And, um, and all, you know what it is? I'm going to just toot my own horn for a second. When I was sitting there and I didn't know what happened three minutes ago for the fourth hour in a row, I was still like a funny guy saying hello to the nurses. Like, and she told me, she said, like, you would just, the nurse would come by and you'd just be like, so I'm so good that you're working Christmas. Thank you so much. Right. And then I'd say, do you want to hear a Christmas song? And I sing the Kaliki Maka song to them. The third, the line I knew the one or two lines I know, I don't know the whole thing. And just to realize that at a root level, when the whole thing shuts down, I'm just a, basically a happy go lucky guy who wants to people to be happy and be appreciated. And, um, You know, do you know what what people talk about when they talk about timelines? It's this idea that there's all these different parallel realities and that depending on what happens, we jump timelines, right? As either collectively or individually. And I have this idea of like, there's a whole, that was like a whole shift 
in my timelines. Like I'm, I'm, I'm living now consciously aware of this whole other self, this whole other possibility. And, um, here we are. It's another opportunity to look forward into 2023 and with an eye towards what can we give? What can we do? I like that. What can we give? What can we do? Yeah. And, and recognition that the healing you were talking about a few minutes ago can happen with this. It doesn't have to be like a big struggle or a big process where you go through the whole list of reasons why the healing's challenged. It right. can just actually just shift, you know? Um, and a bunch of it did for me that day, right? Like I, we were talking yesterday, Kathy and I were talking about it. We are like, you know, you were so stressed, hmm. Mark. There was all the stuff you were worried about, you know? relationship stuff and worldly affairs and and then <laughs> it was all lifted it was all lifted away from me and uh i've actively chosen not to attach myself to all the things i could worry about I, it still comes up right like i still yeah, experience I, and i just i just go <laughs> Okay, what else can I focus on? What what can I focus on that's generative? And that comes from uh, my sense that the, the universe is affected by my thoughts. And so I cultivate the thoughts of healing, as you said, you know. We're live. And we're yeah. looking at our phones. <laughs> and we're not live. We're just recording part two. Uh, it says live. Well, we are live recording, but not to any place. Oh, so we're not out there in the world. Right. Well, we are if okay. someone's listening. <laughs> are we talking Monday I or Friday? arguments. <laughs> what was that about the different timelines? <laughs> yeah. We started a new timeline, you and I. Yeah. So apparently... um. Art was scolding me for ending. He said that not everything had been touched touched upon. Yeah, I was hoping to hear from you about your Christmas caroling experience. (laughs) Well, we had two firsts. Okay. We had someone say, get the fuck off my porch. (laughs) That's never happened. Really? Did they use the F-bomb? They didn't use the words. They... We're like, they just, he, it was so funny. He was, I don't know. I'm going to paraphrase, but he even had kids, but he was like, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks. Um, we have a no loitering policy, really strict, no loitering policy. Okay. Thank you. All right. Merry no, Christmas. What? Okay. No, no, what policy? Lord, Lord, no loitering. Lord Meaning he was setting you up to, for, so that when he called the cops, he had advised you. Of, I don't, he just was very clear. Get off my porch. It was a very clear go away. You are not wanted. And um, yeah, you're making me unhappy. Yeah. And that was so interesting because there were young kids, you know, in the house. And I was like, wow, okay. So there was that. That's never happened before. And also, we were, a gentleman came out with a trumpet and jammed along. What? And he played along. 
And he played, uh, well, he played a song and we, then we started singing to it. Yeah. I forget what he played. So we sang how- them a song and they were all mm-hmm. super stoked. And then he came out with a trumpet and started another one and we joined in. And how many of them were we? So total, it was two, four, six, eight, eight of us. Um, Brooke, Jeremy, Kai, and Pearl joined us after, like, Holly, Peter, Neil, and I set off. And we had been going maybe an hour, a little less possibly. And they joined up with us. And then Holly and Peter dipped off, and we continued on. And Neil was singing Ozzy and Black Sabbath in the streets as we... We're going from house to house. Well, that's a little different. I wasn't aware that Ozzy and Black Sabbath did Christmas carols. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> At first, I was kind of like, oh, really? His... But, you know, all in all, that's kind of the thing with looking back on it. It was just all good. And yeah. Kai was little Kai. He was, I don't know, he must have been like six, I'm guessing. Did he sing? Yep, he did. He was right there with me. For some reason, people are hesitant about just getting right up on the porch at the front door and singing. But I always feel like that's... Right, because it feels like an intrusion to people. Well, no one ever did, except for that one guy. Right. (laughs) In all the years I've done it, everyone's always been very welcoming. Come to the door, open it, you know. Yeah, he obviously doesn't understand the assignment. Yeah. So interesting. God bless you, us. You were probably you were interrupting his basketball game or something. I don't know. We just it just yeah. Maybe he was Jewish. No, he had a Christmas wreath on his gate. Lights I feel for up him. On the house. Yeah. Did he, did was was there family there? Did you see any signs of other humans? Well, yeah, there were little kids in the house. And him and the little kids. And yeah, there may have been other people, but you know, he was pretty quick to dismiss us. <laughs> yeah, I suspect he was like, he he was Grumposaurus because he was there by himself with the kids and the mom wasn't there to take care of them. Well, it was just it, one more inconvenience. That's my was, projection. It was funny because there was on the front gate, like there's the Christmas wreath and then there's a sign that said, no solicitors. And uh, I was like, well, we're not soliciting. We're giving. So. <laughs> right. It doesn't qualify. Yeah. I didn't think we were solicitors. We didn't want anything. Just yeah, it's really interesting. Heart. Like I, I totally respect his sovereignty about this. Like I get it. Like I would, I would definitely want to honor how he feels about it. And at the same time, I'm like, what's going on with this guy that this is a problem. Yeah. That he I can't agree. allow for six, seven minutes of caroling to occur on his porch yeah probably even less than that yeah i don't know so how long did you last about an hour no we were probably out there a couple hours wow we always uh visit neil's mom's place and his sister mary had warm gingerbread fresh from the oven like ginger loaves so we had ginger loaves and that was nice we sang that we had a good um 
which one did we do then? Maybe it was Silent Night. We did one of the, you know, slower traditional ones, ones. And I thought we really hit it. I thought we did really well. Awesome. Yeah. What other ones did you do? Jingle well, there's bells. always Neil's um, uh, one that he created, his original Solstice song, and it's really beautiful. Um, and t- describe the way he appeared in terms of his dress and how he was groomed and the way he always is. Well, okay, but for our listeners, describe <laughs> it. Neil, he was a beautiful human being. He's uh, got long, stringy hair, a full beard and mustache, bushy whiskers. Usually, I don't know if he had wool pants on, but he's usually dressed frumpily well. He's definitely out of a Dickens novel from uh, the area where Fagin and... Bill Live, Bill Sykes. That's the neighborhood Neil looks like he's from. So did he have like gloves with no fingers and a top hat or? Gloves and no fingers. No, he had a wool hat. He had a lantern with a candle in it. Nice. So that was, you know, yep. And um, And describe how the difference between how you felt in your body emotionally at the beginning and then at the end, what was the difference? But you know, how did your experience change how you felt in your body and your emotional state? Generally speaking, I find that Christmas caroling is a wonderful action to experience that real spirit that you and I were talking about earlier of the holiday season. And there is a personal element that I think all share where like, do I really want to do this? There's a moment of crossing over. And from my experience, once you cross over, you're glad you did. Yeah. So at the beginning, you're kind of like, not so much. And then. Well, for me, it's more in like, the, I don't, for me, it used to be where I would dwell on it for like a day or so, you know, like, do I really want to do this now? There's just that more like, Oh, here it comes time to leave. Do I, I would be so nice to just hang out. No, let's. And then. And then when it's done, do you feel euphoric? Do you feel high at all? Do you feel any of that? Um, this year I felt very warm, but I felt warm from the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In past years I've felt euphoric. Um, okay. And, um, are there any Christmas songs that when you're like singing them in the middle of them, you feel they feel a little problematic? Like you're like, hmm, maybe maybe we could update these lyrics. Now and then, some of them seem like, oh, this is too hard on the God or Jesus thing. But I think it also is the vibe of where it's being sung, you know? So like sometimes we're at a house and I feel like, oh, I think this God-Jesus thing is hitting these people a little 
off. You know, those two words kind of send people off. Do you guys have the appearance of a kind of motley crew? No. As opposed to? No. Like, I think we have the appearance of a neighborhood crew. So you've got Neil is described with that Dickens thing, and Holly and Peter were dressed pretty nice, and I had on my nice coat because it's warm. And, uh, yeah. So I think in the kids, you know, like, yeah. And I think that's part of it too, is you don't worry about what people look like or what they sound like. The point is to show up and sing. Yeah. So next year, are you going to stop at the gate at that place and not, not cross the barrier with the, that guy? It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I imagine if it's the same guy with the same sign on the gate that will respect their wishes. Hopefully the sign will be gone, but not likely. So if the sign's gone, you might go for it? Oh, absolutely. We'll go for it. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. You know, it's funny, too. Do you remember Lois? She was a local artisan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She. Yeah. That's the house. Oh, it was her house. It was her house. So Neil and I were commenting the juxtaposition of this woman who had a bed out on her front lawn with a canopy that anyone could crash in. All were welcome. (laughs) Yes. Her energy was amazing. Yeah. You know, and she would build these found object objects, like yeah. thrones that were full of pieces of mirror balls and little plastic toys. And um, yeah, she's a truly amazing human. And uh, of course, she's no longer on the earth, but her memory and her art still lives on. And uh, it's so funny that um, the person that inhabits that house now has <laughs> doesn't have any of the spirit of that. Doesn't seem to, you know, it's there, but boy, different choice. Maybe we should go back on this tomorrow, like uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, I think, I think he made it very plain. Yeah. He was very clear, huh? Very clear. Not welcome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we just drop off a loaf of that fresh gingerbread and some and cinnamon rolls and with a yeah, note saying Merry Christmas, the neighbors. What's funny is the guy who played the trumpet was right across the street from that house. So that was a lot of position. Yeah, he heard it anyway. You go to that before or after? Was the trumpet after after or before? The trumpet was out. Yeah, I know. I know. He got got an earful anyway. I don't know. I don't think it was the music i think there was the policy in place none none shall pass and it doesn't matter who you are the rules for everybody wonder if he was wishing he could get his gun out and shoot you guys for trespassing i don't think so it wasn't quite that it was just wasn't like a gun gun toting type no it didn't seem like that just uh get the fuck off my lawn type yeah Mama, there's some carolers on my lawn. Yeah. Uh, make them Please go tell away. them to go away. <laughs> One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Hey, so, how's um have you gotten any reports on um make time? 
What's it? What's the name of the Let's song? Let's Make Time, the song. Make- and um, well, since its release, we've um, pulled in close to $1,800. And um, <clears throat> we need to get to 6500 to be able to build a well. Okay. And uh, one of the things that happened this morning is I composited and chunked out some vertically oriented stuff that you could use on social media for things like stories and TikToks and things like that, that were 60 seconds in length so that they could be uploaded without too much trouble. And that went out to our PR guy and, um, you know, uh, there's certainly a lot more hope that people will donate. And, um, you know, it's not too late, even though it's Boxing Day. If you if you want to support this, you can go to wellsbringhope.org and don't if you're hearing our voice. And uh, even if you're hearing this deep into the annals of time, some crazy July 4th person listening to a Christmas podcast, <laughs> you can go right now to wellsbringhope.org and, and um, help Niger get some some wells. Yeah, so... I still like the song. I've God, I've heard it so many times now in the last two weeks. It's pretty amazing. And uh, I want to do like a dance remix of it. That could be like a club banger. And uh, sort of Christmas in July kind of thing. Um, and then I've done... Uh, the cover was something I scripted with Doll E, the AI. And so there's another... Um, AI video site that's called oh wow oh yeah it's called runway.com r-u-n-w-a-y-m-l dot com and it's it's a spot where you can do AI video stuff. So I, I took Dolly and I did a bunch of variations on the cover and then I stuck them into this other AI and had it do this cross morphing thing. So there's this abstract art video that I'm going to cut. That's a, the song that's going to do. I'm just going to keep doing crazy stuff with the visuals and the audio and, you know, God, I have no idea whether, you know, we're going to start earlier next year. For next year's song, we're going to try to get a real push behind it. When did you start this one? August. But it was just, you know, people getting people to create the song, you know, it took a while. We were well into past Thanksgiving when we were sending out invitations to do people's parts. This thing needs to be ready to go on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Promotion can happen. Maybe we get put on some TV shows that say, "Hey, there's this great group of people that wrote this song." And that'd be cool. You know, like, what's that show year. out of New York? The show, you know, that morning show. Oh, it's the morning show, isn't it? Right. Good morning. Maybe America. one year, someone like Jay Z will hear it and be like, "Oh, I want to be on it." <laughs> yeah. I I dream big. You know. In fact. Speaking of being big, I'm currently reading this book, which is oh, uh, it's so good, Dave Grohl, and he, you know, he talked about how at the very beginning of his life, he just like goes for it. Yeah. He believes in himself to such a degree that he just put goes all in, 
And yeah, there's a lot of time living in vans, scraping by on $7 a day. But yeah. that level of commitment to your purpose, uh, I think that, you know, that's how things get done. I agree. Yeah. You know? And uh, it's one of the things I admire about you is because you've produced these films in your life. And I know that they, they were monumental in terms of the way they challenged you and the way that you had to persevere in order to achieve the vision. And uh, I love how you trust your divinity that way. Thanks. It all looks fine to the naked eye. Yeah. But, it don't but behind really. the scenes, yeah, there's exactly. pain and screams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, what um, was the name of the two orphans that are hiding in the ghost of Christmas presents cloak? I don't know. You mentioned them last time. I don't remember them I'll at all. I have to look this up. Ghost of Christ, Christmas present to... You're getting that. Uh, I, got, I had a friend write uh, some poetry to include in the Christmas song, and I'm just going to read the, the lyrics that they spit. Uh, you ready? Uh, Water is the holder of all moments to be. All shapes, all sounds, all stories to the sea. The motion, the mother, the many is one. The wind, the moon, the ocean, the sun. Arriving and departing, the art and the canvas. The gift of the giving, the ultimate language. Be thankful for living and loving the essence. Always and forever, the presented presence. Africa, the mother, the land, the place of beginnings. The love of our hands, the making and the giving, the waters, the well, replacing and digging. We ought to prevail, relationship, living. Each drop, each drip, be flowing. Believing. For crops, for lips, for growing, for seeding. The village, the people, the family alive. The mother, the land, the place we revive. And that was composed by... Uh, my amazing friend radioactive who is a beatboxer and an MC. And, uh, I asked him, I said, Hey, can you come up with something, some poetry for this song? And I want to put it in the video. And ultimately it didn't end up in the video. Um, so I'm going to do on the next video mix, I'm going to put this in there and I think I'm going to lay it over the top of this weird psychedelic morass that I'm creating with an AI video <laughs> editor. It's like, welcome to the comic book in my brain. I like it. <sighs> well, I found so did out. Did you find out who these two orphans are that are? Yeah. Um. So the the ghost of Christmas present reveals these two wild, ragged children, and Scrooge thinks they belong to the ghost, and the ghost says, "No, these are human kinds." The boy is called ignorance and the girl is want. Mm. Mm. That's our family. <laughs> yes. Yes. We must take them in and love them. Well, he says something about, um, being cautious about them. 
Let's see if I can find out more. There's some beware them both and of all their degree, but most of all, beware this boy. So beware of ignorance. Yeah. 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 That's a good, uh, there's a lot of great life lessons in this season and in this, that the Christmas Carol, as it were, that story. Love that story. Hey, what version of a Christmas Carol is, would you say is your favorite? The Bill Murray one. Really? That's a good one. Yeah. Did you see Spirited? I started to watch it, and then um, we it was right when Ka- before Kathy was getting sick, and she wasn't feeling great, so she fell asleep, and we're like, let's watch this another night. Um, and, you know, in years past, we've had a tradition of kind of like, once the day is done and we've gotten all the stuff done, we're like, if we're going to put something on TV, let's watch, you know, some kind of Christmas movie. And Elf is one um my uncle recommended one which is uh worth looking up so give me a second i'm going to look it up because it's unusual and it's an amazing uh christmas movie and it's one we most of us have never heard of and so um and he he published on our facebook post so i got to look that up real quick but um That's from, I think, the the 40s. Um, so, yeah, I'm just scrolling through looking for this particular movie. Oh, yeah. So it's Joseph Mankiewicz's Carol for Another Christmas from 1964. And it's Rod Sterling's retelling of A Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. That's wild. Right? And... Um, I'm pulling up the YouTube link um, so that I can give you the uh, link to put in the okay. um, the comments when people check the show. So I'm putting that here. Oh, and of course the ads are trying to play. <laughs> Thank you, Google. All right. So yeah, it's a, uh, an hour and a half, Carol for Another Christmas from 1964, Rod Serling's retelling of A Christmas Carol. So this would be my new favorite. I haven't watched it yet. When did um, Twilight Zone start? Um, I don't know. Um, I didn't realize I was going to get that question. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I remember li- seeing it when I was a kid. And then um, I remember the reboot of it in the 90s, I think it was. Or oh, maybe so it was 59. So he was well into Twilight Zone when he created this. All right. So it's going to have that vibe, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's really good. I uh, can my see uncle has my... a master's degree in filmmaking, and he's a film historian. So the fact that he pulled this up to share with us is a powerful thing. And so I think I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Yeah. Rod, I can see why Rod appreciated A Christmas Carol, that story, you know. Yeah. Um, what did Michael say about it? He said, a music by Henry Mancini. It stars oh, Sterling wow. Hayden, Jeez. Peter Sellers, Britt Eklund, Ben Peter Sellers? 
yeah, Steve Lawrence, Eva, Eva Marine Saint, Robert Shaw, and many more. Uh, and this, the synopsis is, once again, drinking leads to cruel thinking. Oh. And uh, Carol for Another Christmas builds to a manic ending. And it takes place in the context of the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? And so there's a kind of Armageddon twist in it. I'm sure you're going to love it, Greg. Yeah, it sounds great. And uh, be careful, those of you who are listening, if you watch this film, you may not be getting the feel-good movie that you might be thinking you're getting. It's on uh, HBO. Oh, it's also on YouTube. We we put the link up. Um, okay. I'll look for it on HBO. You found it on HBO? Yeah. Well, I did a Google search, and it shows Watch Now HBO. Awesome. And I see the Google, the YouTube link, too. But it looks like YouTube's got a lot of commercials in it. Yeah. Plus, it'll probably be a better print from HBO. Knock on wood. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, um, I love you. Happy holidays. Happy Boxing Day. Happy um, Boxing Day. I think it's time for me to go, literally. All right, brother. Recording stopped.